What's up, everyone? It's the Real Sports Science Podcast, episode 35, part two. Let's go. Welcome, guys. Um, just David and I here, ready to set you guys right up for part two. So we left off talking about shock, uh, rinsing me for a bit, talking about my little <laughs> mistake with that Danish uh, Danish 400 meters world record hurdler. Uh, um, I think I could have got that wrong again. Come at me again. But yeah, so we left off there, bringing up that clip, that one famous clip. Um, and yeah, I mean, the next part of this whole conversation we had was just astounding, wasn't it, David? We thoroughly enjoyed it, and we hope you guys too. Give him a little bit of an insight. Uh, of what? <laughs> don't know. Um, <laughs> why do you think? I, I I had one thing in my mind. I'll cut it. I'll cut it, right? What no, did we I'll actually it, talk about it. in the second part? Yeah, no, we there was it, the second part was hilarious. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, we talk a lot about David Goggins a little bit. We talk about um, the the first thing right off the bat. We talk about um, imposter syndrome. So we talk a little bit about that. If you've had it, if I've had it, if Jake's had it as well. And then there's something about a marathon at the end, but you're going to have to stick around for that. Maybe the RSS podcast is doing a marathon. Maybe not. Stick around for that. But yeah, like Matt said, is unbelievable. It's part two of our interview with Jake Smythe some strength and conditioning, some career development, some self-improvement, and lots and lots of laughs. We talk about some gym etiquette as well, and that's funny. Um, We dropped a YouTube of that actually this week. So if you haven't, check that out. Make sure you follow along. Follow us on Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. But without further ado, part two, episode 35. How, how do you get to that? It's so interesting. We've had a few conversations of like that humility. Like it's, it's so interesting how you build that and where it comes from. Well, it's just that stubbornness. You're not going to know how to get better. If you don't reflect mm. or if you don't yeah. be like, actually, I don't know that much, then you're just going to be stuck in your same way. Yeah. And you'll probably, ne- no one will ever want to hire you or get to that next stage because you won't know as much. Because if, you know, I can, like if someone's asking me a question, I'm like, oh, I'm not sure. I want to research that to make sure that next time I am sure about yeah. that and I do yeah. that. And from there, that's you just learning and progressing in your career. You can do that with anything in life as well. It's nice It's nice to know like what it is. It's nice to be good at what you do. Mm. Like it's really nice yeah. to, like my, my biggest thing I, I was saying for ages is I want to achieve mastery over nutrition coaching and strength and conditioning coaching. And whether that's possible or not mm. with, with the forever growing bodies of research and, and more knowledge out there. Matt, you get really good at it. But like you, like you said, you have to have that humility to know, like, okay, cool, I'm not the best. You know, like, we're both, like, what, 23 years old? Yeah. You know, how old are you, dude? Uh, 29. <laughs> 29. Like, it's like, you know, cool. You yeah. Know, these guys that are, like, 50, 30 years of experience, 32 years of mm. experience in the game, like, read every single article, like, you know, been to every single conference. Seven, it's like, just takes time. Yeah. It just takes time and just being like, okay, cool, I'm just going to be the... I'm going to be the forever learner, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. And uh, if I do that, then I know one day I'll be like up there. I'll be really, really good at what I do. Also, I think the humility comes from um, like hitting spots. Like, have you ever seen that Dunning-Kruger effect thing? No, no. You know, it's like where you, where you start something and you go to the peak. I was just stupid. about to bring oh. bring that up. How it's so interesting. I was talking to my dad about that exact same graph, actually. Not like that? a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Have you had that in your life? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You go into like your undergrad and you, you know, you know nothing. And after your first year, 
I won't ever forget. After my first year of my undergrad, I thought I was so sick. Like I knew everything. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll think back to like conversations that I've had with my parents because I was living at home. So I like my mom would be talking about something she read on Facebook or something like that. And I'd be like, mom, that's just absolutely garbage. Like what? Right. And, and I might not even like disagree with most of what I said, but it's even just how I approach that conversation of like, well, that was so like hotheaded of me and I'm pretty arrogant of me to speak like that, especially to my mom. But to anyone. What do you think about the, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. Into this kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then yeah. that night you're just getting meta-analysis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Off to Mom, you're going to sit here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to read this journal paper together. You know, book, a little yeah. light, both of them under <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there. Just take one magnifying glass. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. And then, and then thinking back now, it's like you go through, what is it? Like, you know, you know nothing. And then you go up here to like, the you know, despair, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, you know, you know, or you think you know everything, but you actually know a little. And then you know actually more, but you think you know nothing because you realize how much there is to know. And then eventually you just kind of keep going up to actually like where you know a lot. That slope of enlightenment. Yeah. And you know that you know a lot. It's like Mount of Peak Stupid. Well, Those guys got it on tap. And you know, yeah. Like, yeah. And then you actually don't know much. Like, like yeah. you said, and then you come down to the Valley of Despair where you actually know a lot more than you think you do. Yeah. Uh, but then you yeah. have this like, Imposter syndrome, like, oh my god, like, I don't know exactly, anything. yeah. And then you, yeah. you're like, all right, cool, slowly start to learn that's yeah, enlightenment on the way up. And I think that gives you the humility. I think mm, yeah. going through those experiences gives you the humility, like, specifically, probably when you've maybe you've like you've messed up a, a plan or you've messed up an opportunity or something, and then you're like, take a step back, yeah, yeah. it can't be the other person, it must have been me that messed that up, yeah. And then, then you start learning from other people. It is, it is so interesting. We had that conversation or a similar one with Cam when he was on the podcast, right, you know, Bondi. Oh, camera bonds. Yeah. He's a monster of a man. Massive. I think he's squatting like like two eighty for five or something. I was like, what? Get this guy out. Are you serious? Camera? No, not Cameron Bonds. <laughs> no, do you know who I was thinking of? Do you know what I was thinking of? I was thinking of some South African geese that used to play prop down at Old Altamian. <laughs> who my mate knows. I think his name's Cameron as well. You're talking about Cameron Bond, like little scrum off guys. Cameron <laughs> <laughs> from Cameron from this absolute monster squatting too many <laughs> oh, yeah, to this little guy. Seventy kilos. Yeah, two eighty. His master sports ratio. Is oh great. no. No. that's oh. hilarious no but he, i was saying the same thing of like i'm i'm at this point now where i get to teach undergrads and i feel like i'm I, you get used to the knowledge that you have and so you feel like everyone knows what you know yeah. and so sometimes when i'm teaching undergrads i feel like i don't have much to offer them or i'm just scared that i'm going to say something wrong and they're going to tell the lecture or something and he's going to be like david you're an idiot right but then, but there's been a couple of times where I'll say, uh, like, I'm going to tell them this or whatever. And they actually get a lot of value from it. And that's like, kind of like, oh, maybe I do have something to offer. And that is very, very, that's a cool feeling to get, I think. I think a good thing with SNC as well, like from what I've seen is that there's no one be all and end all with yeah. programming. So like if this, if mm. an, I meet another SNC coach who's also in rugby, just programs stuff a little bit different. And I hear his rationale. I'm like, okay, cool. So neither of us are wrong. We just do yeah. things a little bit different. And then from there, you can understand have that also in the pocket. It's just feeding. And I think recently, SNC's just become like a bit more, everyone's posting on Instagram about it. So you can learn more from them. So then it just makes, and who's it? There's no bad side from it as well. There's like, 
understanding, having that humility, there's no bad mm. side because then you're just feeding more information to these players, to these athletes to get them better. So they're just the ones benefiting. No one else is. So it's just, it's good. Unless you're Joel Seaman, then you're always right. Joel Seaman. Shout out to Joel Seaman and that. What was that guy from that sprinter? Oh, no, I don't even Bring remember up. his name. <laughs> Bring, Bring up the clip. It up, Bring baby. up the clip. <laughs> Kirsten, Kirsten, or Carsten. Carsten is his name. The hurdler. The hurdler. Oh, is that his name? Uh, or I should probably know that. up on that Smith machine. Yeah, just guys, come at me on the comments. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Joel right. Seaman's definitely his coach. But do you? Oh, I had a question for you actually. Do you still get like imposter syndrome now with like lecturing? Like, do you still feel like, oh, am I supposed to be here? Did you ever get that for one? But then like around your knowledge and stuff, do you ever feel like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah, I think, I think I have been pretty lucky because I've just, I think I've, I've had, I've had the opportunity to have quite a few experiences before my PhD where I've was in that position of teaching or at least like kind of learning, but then taking that learning and then applying it very practically. So it kind of like, um, what's the word? roots, that knowledge that you have, that you think you have now, you know that you have it in an actual practical sense. I think I was very lucky with that, but absolutely. I, I think I'm very fortunate not to really think like, what am I doing here mm. so far? Like I'm only seven months in that might be coming next week. Um, but there's what am I doing here is in like, like month, PhD. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I don't know anything. Like I shouldn't be here. I don't, I don't, I'm not smart enough. I won't be able to ever be smart enough to hand in a thesis. That's going to be accepted. I think. Um, so I, I've been fortunate so far not to have that happen to me, but I've definitely had times in, in teaching in a lab where, where I think something would maybe be valuable, but I think they know that already. Or I think, or I just double guess if that's right. <laughs> like, and you just don't end up and, and then, I don't, and then, yeah, there's been a couple of times where I, where I haven't said it. And then I'm like, Oh, too bad. You know, kind of bricked it. And then there's been a couple of times where I have said it and, and so far, thankfully, it's gone pretty well. <laughs> You're settling right into the English slang right there. Absolutely <laughs> bricked it. <laughs> yeah. bricked it. There's, there's, been, there's been a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just well, straight around. Yeah. Um, what about you? Like, do you get like any imposter syndrome or anything? Like not when it comes to your mixed martial arts career, but I just mean in general. Hey, that makes my MMA career. Well, you wanted to get involved. I say like we got enough space here to get something going. Just move the table out, we'll out of the way. for later because I like quite open spaces because, you know, karate's done. You know, you're going to type on so you can run away. I, like that space. Yeah, no, I, can, I can close down space as well, get right into that pocket. <laughs> um, you know, obviously you're quite a fighter that bounces off the ring and just, you know, try the cage. But um, I see you trying to hold the cage and all that when I've got them down, you know. <laughs> well, um, you look like you're trying to climb out. Yeah, like, yeah. I see you trying to hold like the cage. Like WWE gets to the top. Like Leon Edwards, you know when he was gripping the cage? Yeah. See that? Did you ever see the guy that done the Boston Crab? Like, in MMA? <laughs> yeah, and he just and he's like, he's like, thumbs up like this. Like, <laughs> got this guy in the Boston Crab position really? or something. The oh. guy's just there, just getting his spine folded. Oh, it's so funny. I don't oh. even know how he tapped from that. Like, no. like <laughs> it was so <laughs> ridiculous. Like, put, just his feet just flopped. <laughs> along, yeah, the guy just put his tongue out and he was like, thumbs up. Like, <laughs> oh. And the ref, the, the guys that commentated on it were, they do my show as well. Like, I think, no, one of the guys does my show as well and he's an American guy. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, he's pulled the Boston crab. There's no way. There's no way. And then the guy puts his thumbs up, and he's like, he's got the thumbs up. Like, he's like he's crying out on this Mate. on this camera. Oh, have you seen those the those lads who um 
what's his name? Oh, he's he's not in UFC, but the guy who just keeps like doing those little movements when uh, he's um, throwing a kick or something, and then he's just like, you know, what's it? Uh, I've lost it. Look, what was the? You know, it's the above guy, my figure. Um, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. It's this uh, one guy who's just like throwing like the pokeball. Have you seen when he's just like a celebration and he just no. got a pokeball out of nowhere and just chucked it at the guy who's just unconscious on the floor. <laughs> no, I've never seen just, that. Like, the that. card. No, 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 like a pokeball. Say like he's caught him or something like that. Mate, oh, those po- oh, a po- a oh. pokeball. Sorry, Pokemon. I heard poker ball. Yeah, I heard pokeball. Oh, yeah, I heard pokeball as well, David. <laughs> that's, that, that's that Ken, Ken um, accent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Imposter syndrome, Sick. though. Have you, if you had it? He's got it right now. <laughs> Should I be here? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, there's no, especially in terms of like, I'll go on two tangents. First one being like money. Like, do you know when you're, I'm just sat in, I'm like, am I going to get to this next stage? I don't mm. know enough. Am I going to get to this next stage? What's the next stage looking like? It's looking like 30 grand a year. <laughs> and that's for like, well, no, you're looking at 20 grand. For an S&C coach that's like an assistant at like a decent professional club. And you're like, am I here? Do I know enough? Mm. Is this going to benefit me in the long run? And I've got all my mates. I'm the only one out of my, what, 60, 60 kids in the in what school, in our year group in year 13. I'm the only one that's done anything with sport. So like all of them lot are in business getting 40 grand, getting 50. You know, Such a- it's, it's a really bad way of thinking about it. Yeah. And that's what I thought in the past. But now I'm out of it. Now I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I'm, yeah. You know, going around and I've, you can get lost in that sort of side of things. Um, and it's, it's a really bad way to think about stuff because you just get focused on all that. It's like comparison, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Comparison to teeth of joy, as much as that sounds like cliche and cheesy, it's true. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you're looking at, I mean, I work in the city all the time. Like, like I do well for myself. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But if you looked at me, you'd be like, mm. oh, you know, like I'm wearing a suit. I go work and I do this. I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. You drive the, this, this like sick car. But that does not that doesn't mean anything to me. I'm spending like say say for instance the the money that you spend on your education or yeah, yeah. or progressing your business or or a lot of things. Business owners out there will know what I mean. Like you're putting everything back into it. So no, you're not going to have the Lambo as of yet. You know, not it's not yet. Three but years, I, too, I, 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 three years I like too late already. Yeah, the return, return on investment. Of ROI. You know, it's like you know, you, you know, eventually that's <laughs> yeah. going to pay off. That's yeah. going to compound and that's going to pay off big time. Mm. Not only is that, it's like it's going to be fulfilling. So, like, you're going to get to a point where you're going to be, you know, coaching in whatever elite sports club that it is that you want to coach in. And you're going to look yeah. back in 10 years' time and you'll be like, oh, I spent that groundwork. It's also that experience, you know. I know it's all relative to each person, but, like, the experiences that you have working with so many different people. Yeah. I mean, you meet mm. all of them. You hear about their stories. Mm. And sport, I mean, obviously in recreational level, but in this sort of level, high performance level, you meet so many different people and it's just so interesting. Like, you know, I met you and now we're back after four years meeting again and just to hear about your story, where you've come from. You know, it's, I don't think you get that as much in the other industries to no. meet all about these people and hear about them and just relish and learn from them as much. Mm. Um, so yeah. That is cool about the sporting industry, isn't it? Like, I think, I feel like if, if you get, if you present yourself well, like people are willing to share with you because they've all been through it. Like they've all had to do the unpaid work for 40 hours a week while working at a coffee shop or something just to make ends meet, right? To get to where you are or, or the next stage. I think that's like, I think we're really fortunate, Matt and I, to do doing the podcast as well. Because I mean, speak for myself, but I'm pretty sure I speak for Matt. We've learned so much and we've been able to have so many great conversations with people who know so much more yeah. than us. And just to learn from these other people, like you can't go into these conversations and not come out of it being like, wow, that was amazing. Like no matter who it, like I haven't yeah. left a, an interview where we're like, that was class. Like yeah. we took so much from that. 
And so I think in that way, like we're always, we're, I think that forces us to be like introspective and to reflect and be like, what can I take from that? Because it like, imagine us talking to everyone that we've talked to and, and still be like, yeah, we're, we're sick. Like yeah. we're the best. You'd have to be a pretty, you know, like whole, you'd be narcissist. Like, yeah. Just like, yeah. I'm the best dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, there's healthy confidence. And then absolutely. Like, yeah. And then there's like, never, never like, you always want to big yourself up. Like, <clears throat> And I, and I truly believe in that. Like, you do want to big yourself up. Like, mm. there's, there's no point, you do. like, going into any situation and being, oh, I'm this and that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not really meant for yeah. this, stuff like that. No, go in there and be like, oh, I'm confident in the preparation I've taken. No, I don't know everything, but I have the skill and ability to find out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And if you just have that mindset around stuff, mm. and like like you said, you're lucky with everyone that comes on here. Um, apart from me, you guys probably know a lot more than me about everything. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, like, um, you know, like, you get to learn from people. Yeah. Like, for instance, I'm going to come on here, I'm going to learn from you today. Mm. Like, you know, and mm. probably sit and probably chat about something and you'll probably tell me something that I'm like, oh, I actually didn't know that. Mm. Or even like Duncan French, like you said about a 50 minute video yeah. that I haven't heard of. Like I've heard of Duncan French, I haven't heard of that video though. Mm. And that's a resource that I can now go yeah. and look at and mm. learn more about my craft and develop. Mm. So even if it's not direct, it might be indirect learning that you mm-hmm. might mm. be able to provide me with. And mm. just being able to meet people and have a have a common ground that isn't rooted in a party lifestyle yeah, yeah, yeah. city drinking and all that stuff like that bring, yeah, the, yeah. bring the drink cart around on Fridays you know we're all going to have a, a gin and tonic together it's like yeah. nah that's not for me and yeah. I don't think any of us could actually sit in an office either um, and like how like no. I mean we probably all do sit down at a desk all day and run yeah. programs but yeah. you know no, that, but just the because I think that's sorry just quickly the return of investment like talking about spending this money on doing that but like in SNC or when you're programming like you see it in immediately do you know yeah. what I mean like you write a program and then someone's like oh that's amazing thanks and bang there you've made a change mm. you've helped someone or when they reach their goal in what four weeks time or even like say I've written programs I've gone through a training week Tuesday Thursday bang Saturday we win immediately I get that gratitude whereas mm. in an office I don't think you get that yeah. as much like you've got to wait mm. until the quarterly announcements to see if you've got that bonus or something like that whereas and I think I'm, if you have a good group of people around you that actually yeah. support you you're gonna get like you'll probably take some heat from them as well because that's important but I think I think if you have a good group around you you know that you know your worth because they tell you like not you're sick like when it matters they'll tell you that yeah. actually you add value if it's to the friends or to whatever you're doing you know and I think someone, that's that's so important to have like you were saying not not surrounding yourself with people who don't kind of have the same values or or morals or priorities as you you know and if yeah. you have that community, like we were talking about last week, yeah, people who can come to you and they, like you were probably just about to say, they need to be on your side and you need to know that and have that trust. But if you have that trust, they can come to you and be like, hey man, like this was kind of offside or hey, like that was kind of arrogant of you the way you spoke. But at the same time, be like gassing you up as well. Yeah. I think you need that. You need people in your corner and to I be able to do that. to be like someone who you respect from a professional sense. Mm. Like, your mum and dad and your sisters and brothers are always going to gas you up. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, if someone came to you, like, say a professor where you were, came to you and said, that was actually really good what you did there. Yeah. Like, that was actually a really good point to make in that lecture. Mm, you yeah. Like them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like Darren, who's been doing this for 30 years, who's got like, an, like who's someone I really respect, turns around and said, that's really good. Like, you'd be like, yeah, it feels great to hear that. Because mm. at the end of the day, like, you know, if someone came and watched the lecture and didn't know anything about, you know, uh, kinesiology, like mm-hmm. you were teaching that, and mm-hmm. you didn't know anything, like everything would blow their mind. Mm. Yeah, they probably wouldn't be able to understand it, but mm. like, you, you 
say something, they're like, oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. But it has more like kind of, I think the word's gravitas when it comes from like yeah. someone who you respect in the field. So I think those people should be around you as well. Absolutely. Feedback from them is great. Yeah, absolutely. Or even like you were saying, oh, you like some of the reels that we put out, um, yeah. like you laugh at them. And even that, like me hearing that, it's like, that's really cool to hear because you don't owe us anything. You know, you could come in here and knock us all out if you wanted to. <laughs> Speak for yourself, man. <laughs> bro, I just need to run faster have than you. you. Seen my flying knees, right? Okay, I cover ground. Show them the last <laughs> No, but but hearing that's like that's sweet because that's coming from someone who I know. Um, and for as as much as I've met you, respect what you do and respect your story. Um, that's that feels great. Mate, it's great to watch it though. Like when I see like, because some people have the personality of like a cardboard cutout. So you like you watch, you know, you watch something and you're like, oh yeah, this is like really boring. We're talking about it. Yeah. But then watch you guys. Like, not only is it good to learn about the stuff that you whack up, you actually have like a good connection from a podcast standpoint. Mm. Like, and the stuff that you put up is actually funny. So like when mm. someone says it to you, they're not going to be blowing smoke. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, this actually does make me laugh. And just Matt in general. Matt's been making me crack up since uni days. Oh. He used to rock up to uni lectures with the ankle swingers on. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. This is the part of the show. We still got half an hour. Strapped in. <laughs> carry, carry more boots on. <laughs> I'm taking the bit. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> oh, what a time, eh? Did you guys know each other before uni or just no, no, you met, no. I've met, met in a lecture? Mate, how did we meet again? What was like, what, what lecture did we meet? I can't remember. It was one of them. The late, beat, yeah. right? Late, late. Right. I saw him like once a week, but uh, it's okay. Um, you know, I'd, I'd write notes for him and all of that and just be like, here you go, David. I was like that little nerd back then. But, yeah, but would still on. fail every exam. So <laughs> it just didn't make sense. Nah, um, just one exam and we just, I guess we just chatted. It was rugby. It must have been through rugby. That helped us. Rugby. Yeah, it yeah. was rugby. It was, it was that rugby first rugby. dinner. When we all met each other at the at the pub, harvest or whatever, harvest. No, it was the post or was box the... or something, not post box. No, no, like no post... The, wasn't it like the the web by the train station? Or... Yeah, I know yeah, what yeah. About. The oh, post... mate, this web spoons. Talk about a dive. Like this web spoons was serious. Like there was one web spoons in Worcester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone that goes to Worcester, you know what I'm talking about. There's one web spoons where everyone goes to. That's like the the uni web spoons. Yeah. And there's that web spoons <laughs> that everyone goes to. 40, 50, 60 years old locals. And that was the one to be at if you wanted to have a good laugh. Like, really? Just look around. Like, you just look around yeah. and you'd be like cracking up. And like, some that's funny. Crap, some geezer was doing in the corner or something, <laughs> shouting or yeah. wrestling a gambling machine or something. <laughs> like, some crazy stuff. And then we had a drink there with all the guys. And then we'd go off and do our socials. Our socials oh. were ridiculous. Man. Yeah, they were. <laughs> don't think we can talk about them. No, I don't think we can talk about it. But it's probably not a professional. Uh, <laughs> the best one we're doing anything for our, for our do businesses. Do you remember <laughs> uh, called Hamish? When, yeah. um, so we all have to have seniors, right? Yeah. This guy got a senior and immediately just switched roles for the rest of the year. <laughs> this guy was like, senior, I senior. And this senior was the fresher. <laughs> so the fresher, hey, poor Hamish had to sit down amongst all the other freshers because <laughs> Hamish couldn't tell him to do anything. <laughs> I don't even remember that. I remember Hamish. Hamish was a cool guy. But I just Mate, remember there was good. like some freshers just got the, the rough end of the stick, man. Yeah. Like some of us <laughs> no, got all right because we would play like, because we played in the first team or like, mm. you know, because they were kind of like cool guys that yeah. like, they got on with. But then some guys that just, unfortunately, they got the rough end of the stick and it would just be, it would just be 7 oh. p.m. on a Wednesday at the, at the club called Tramps. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you'd be in your little social room 
and they'd just be getting ridiculed. Uh, they'd be in the no. corner just somehow doing a handstand whilst getting soda water chucked at them. Yeah. They'd be like, sick, this is what I come in for. I'll make too good. But um, just to end it with some things, we'll go quick five questions and then some little, I saw it on a podcast, red light, green light. So I'll just give you a scenario in the gym or cool. something that you see and then you just, we can have a little debate on it. Come on. Um, but Speed quick, deadlifts on the Smith machine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Green light. Yes. Um, Backgrounded. <laughs> uh, so the first question, what's the best book you've read? Uh, the best book I've read um, from, a, from a personal or prof- professional standpoint? Or both. Yeah, uh, both. I think Joel Jamison's Ultimate MMA Conditioning is a really yeah. good book that I read. Um, from a personal standpoint, um, I think I'm going to have to go with... I think the one that kicked me into shape the most was, like, it was the third book I've read. It was that David Goggins Can't Hurt Me book. Oh. That oh, that's a, a sick book. That's right? another conversation we can have. Gonna David Goggins. Who's, who's going to carry the boats? They don't know me, son. They don't know me, son. Who's going to carry the boats? Him and Cam Haynes just in that gym. And they were oh, saying Cam it was Haynes, like a GD. local gym as well. Just like other people around. And then David Goggins is doing like, what was it? So his first set was, I can't remember the reps, but he did more reps on his last set than his first set of like 95... Oh, Pound, what was it? It was like sixty kilos. Uh, like yeah, 50 kilos or something. He was doing like I don't know, like sixty. Yeah, yeah like, they did six hundred reps in crazy. total. And then just in the middle of a gym, he just starts going. They don't know me, son. <laughs> Imagine just. And then Cameron is like, "Who's got to carry the boats? <laughs> yeah. That's you. That's you." <laughs> yeah, that book was banging, and um, yeah, a few good ones, man. A few good ones. I, I really like Turning Pro by uh, Stephen Pressfield. I've um, heard of that one, but Turning yeah. Pro is good, man. I have to give these a read. Turning Pro is good. I, I I usually audible them to be fair. Yeah. I do like a good audible. Turning Pro was good. Uh, oh, mate. No, I've got it now. I've got it. I've gone for like 17 books now. <laughs> 12 Rules for Life. Oh, Gordon Peterson. Yeah, is that good? I'll give that a read as well. Mate, like that was just sick. That was just a sick book. Like not every chapter applied to me because it was mm. kind of kids for one of them. But yeah. like it was really helpful for other chapters like pursue what is meaningful, not what's expedient. One that I like in the sports one, Sports Gene. Never heard of that I've never read that. No. Yeah. Okay, sick. Nice one, Matt. <laughs> one I like that I'm halfway through, and I've been halfway through it for literally years because I suck at reading. Yeah. Uh, is is winning dirty? It's uh, a tennis book. I forget the guy's name, but he talks. He was like a, a world champ tennis player, and he talks about how he would approach games and his mindset, um, depending on who he was playing or like where he was playing or the weather and stuff. It's a lot of like mindset stuff. And again, it's like one of those books that some chapters don't really apply to you, but and and it's in tennis, so you kind of have to take it out of the context of tennis. But I thought that was really good. That's interesting you say that because um, when you say when he's at what is he talking about playing mind games with his opponent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even just yeah. coming in like what's his mindset coming into that? Or yeah, like how he's going to attack the game? Yeah, exactly. But then there is stuff of like how you just absolutely like bends the guy's mind to yeah. whatever he's doing. Yeah, I feel like I did that in my last fight with the guy. We had like a did two you? interviews. Yeah. And he would say, like, he was saying on the interview something along the lines of, like, we're doing a little bit back and forth on, on Insta first. And then he said something on in this interview with this uh, Fight News Network. Like, oh, either a submission, KO decision, all I know is I'm getting the win. And I was like, that is the least confident thing I've ever heard in my life. He can't tell me how he's going to win. How is he possibly going to win? He's saying three different options. I said, I'm going to finish this guy 100%. I'm going to finish this guy. That's and hilarious. I was just like, you can't come to me and say, well, you can't come on this thing and say, oh, I don't know how I'm going to, you know, this. Yeah. And so I just clapped back at that. And I think, to be honest, fair, I think I got to his mind a little bit. That's funny. That's, but on the other side, devil's advocate, it's like when Ronda Rousey, when she, before oh, she true. lost her first fight, 
she said, I'm going to, um, this is exactly how I'm going to beat this woman. And then she got KO'd exactly that way. And she tried to come what, back. Did she say, what, I never know. What, she said she was going to head kick Holly Holmes? Yeah. No, what, she got head kicked? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was also, and then she came back. Well, like 16, no, it wasn't, am I wrong to say it was like in 16 seconds in, like no, very no, no, quickly. No, 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 no. They went, that was like 36 was like Aldo, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, or maybe so I'm thinking of all of her wins that were that round, quick. Well, sometime in the first round, maybe. Oh, okay. But when she came back as well, she didn't want to do any media. It was against Amanda Nunes. And she got rocked up. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, just hold your hands up. As you said, no hands were up. She was just getting pieced up. Oh, it was so bad. Second quick fire question. Um, have you ever worn socks with sandals? No. no? Oh, uh, sliders. 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 Oh, like yeah. Do you even have sandals? I'm, not, I'm, I'm chucking on some Birkins and, and a pair of a pair Get of head socks. kicked with a couple of Birkins, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, see I could do some damage, though. <laughs> mate. And those things are hefty. They got <laughs> some weight to them. <laughs> the Birkins weigh a lot, man. He's <laughs> <laughs> getting hit the head with some cork. Mate, that granddad's got some hip mobility. Just little circles at the bottom so you can get traction when he's going for a spinning kick or something with the Birkins. Man, there's probably old people with new hips that have better hip mobility than me. Jesus. Got the new hips. Get some rehab in. Um... What was one before and after in your life? Um, what, what do you mean? Like, as in, yeah, what do you mean? like, as in, like, one part where before you were just like, like, wait one second. What do you While mean? I think about what, on a scale of one to ten, how good of a driver are you? On a scale of one to ten, how good of a driver? I'm ten, mate. What are you yeah? talking about? Maneuvers are on point. <laughs> to be fair, the whiplash I was getting in his car in first year just. We but it can't be. It can't be worse. It can't be worse than you almost killing us on the way to Snowden. <laughs> yeah, but that's first year. As he just said, you can't just comment first year. First year. Oh, that was like three question. months ago. Be first year. Um, we'll skip that before and after question because I had it when I write it down and now I can't remember it. We'll go through a scenario, right? What is your opinion on playing music loudly in the gym? Like, you know, like you know the recent ones. Like, you know, what's his name? That Australian guy, the <laughs> bodybuilder. You know, Ziz or something. What's his name? Uh, oh, what? Like that Z sort of music. What, isn't he dead now? That Z yeah, 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 yeah. But like yeah. the one where it's like sped up, like white girl music. Oh, no. You know if someone's playing that in the gym, they're getting talked to. Like, Do you know what I mean? Like, you better turn that off. Like, stop that stuff. What if they're going for like a big set? Unless there's a song I think, like, I think like, that goes hey, go. until the end. Turn it up. Like, is it, is it manageable volume? Is Say it like music in a gym. Yeah. And then they've just played it on their phone. Surely it's not the end of the world. If they get their speaker out and they're like, I mean, I've beat you, I live in Lucian, mate. Like, just ghetto block, ghetto blaster next to the. Trust me, mate. You like Lucian NRG gym. That's a serious. That's a serious gym for meeting those characters. Really? You people, people play music out loud. You get people that will like do a cable fly and they will hold the weights here and then just let go and drop. It. <laughs> oh like, yeah, imagine yeah. all those weights dropping down like slamming. Yeah. One guy just walking around. There's one guy that walks around and he like, he's like, walking around like this all the time, like doing weird stuff with his jaw and that. And I'm like, mate, what the fuck is like going on in this gym? Like, just trying to lift a few weights here. No, there, like, there's a gym, there's a gym. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go on, no, there's a gym back home, and it was exactly like that. It was this small, like recreational gym, like maybe ten times the size of this room, and and there was just absolute characters that would go there oh, as man. well. Like there's a guy set up on the bench, chalk all down the bench, wearing like like a like a. Or one of those really, really small. Oh, well, like the singlets. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. The, 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 the long stringers. pieces. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the stringers, right? <laughs> little nip show. Nipples out. He... <laughs> Why the fuck do they do that? Yeah. Just like they say, go for a bench and these things, it gets cold in the room, suddenly this bloke's nipples just ding. <laughs> oh, like, it's so weird. 
bounce off. Yeah. He leaves the gym and it like furious walks in like chalk all over his face. I kid you not. Walks in like, <laughs> this puts up, head. puts up. He was pretty big, but still like puts <laughs> up one. Like I wasn't going to tell him anything, but I was watching like, what are you doing? How much did you lift? Oh, I don't remember. This was, this was, was it a small amount? Or was it like a big lift? It was big enough for like 16 year old me to be like, wow, impressive. All right, cool. All right. But it was Dude, like one pass today. Yeah. Nah, like it was probably like, I don't know, like 130. Like oh, it wasn't. Oh, get that jaw off the bed. <laughs> it wasn't that bed, big. Mate. It wasn't that That's big. But good. what about, um, is it like I saw something online of um, these people saying like it's bad to ask. Like when you're going to the gym, someone's using a, say I'm on the chest press and then um, someone comes up to me and goes, how many sets you got left? Apparently that's like bad gym etiquette. Not, I mean, if you said it like that, you know, like, yeah. how many no, sets no. you got left, man? Like, you no, can no. like, hurry the fuck up or what? Like, what's going on? Here? As long as you're not mid-set. I've had, I've had that yeah, happen before. Be mad. Can you imagine that? Imagine your bench is Some guy just peering over the bench. He's just resting on your bar. Like, hey, how much you got left? No, I don't think that's long days. I think like if you're in a busy gym and like say all the squat racks are taken, I'm like, I've come in here to train. Like, I'm going to ask you how many sets you got left. Yeah. You know, if you if you say four, then you've got four. That's fine. Cool. What about working in? If someone's like, oh, can I work in with you? Yeah, I think if someone's not, I think if someone's like, no, you can't work. I've never had that in my life. You know, if someone said I can't work in with you, I'd be like, "Well, you're just a bit of a, you're just a bit of an idiot." Like, yeah, yeah. I think that's really like, mm. like if someone's come to the gym, like say for instance, someone who's new to the gym, um, not really say like super confident, and you know, kind of just wants to get their workout done and leave, you know, just wants to train, and you say, "No, you can't work in with me." It's probably gonna make that person feel like shit, you know? Yeah, that's true. I've I've done it once. Well, I said you can't work in. Yeah. yeah. It was me just shouting at the top. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to carry 15. the boat? Huh? Yeah. Are you going to carry the boat? <laughs> That's a good question. You don't know me, son. <laughs> in a strict vest, nipples out. Nipples out. You don't know me, son. <laughs> just shouting at the freezer. Oh, man. Chalk on his face, everything. Like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. You guys have video of it? <laughs> no, it was me. It was me and my girlfriend, and these two people came and asked if they could both no, work in. Yeah, and I was like, "Long days. We're gonna be here forever. No, that's like, ridiculous. we've no, got three sets left. You can wait." Yeah. So, no, that's two of you on there. That's two people yeah. on the equipment. If there yeah. was one person, you were on like the leg press. Like, yeah. you're gonna have like a long rest period. Mm. I'd be like, "Yeah, okay, cool." Like, but like two. Even then, I'd be like, mm, "Maybe not." But like, yeah. two people trying to jump in on one piece of equipment. I'd be like, "Yeah." <laughs> Just just a long warm day. up for a little bit longer, Mel. Like, you know, we're good. Yeah, yeah. Mate, the long, a long day is when you walk in and you're like, say you're getting ready for bench and there's one bench in the gym and there's about four people around that bench all doing their sets and you're just staring at you like, well, that's my, that's my push day done, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know when you're like, you're prioritizing the bench and you're mm. like, big PR, it's going to be a decent Power day. base was like that before they that's opened the new power yeah. base. Oh, it, was, it was a jungle in there. Like you'd walk in, gym at Loughborough, you'd walk in, peak times, they're, Kid you not, there'd be like six people per rack. Oh, like, but like testosterone flying, all these lot just slamming weights. The funniest thing I've seen in there is this British dude yelling USA throughout the gym. Just like first year rugby guy. He's like, USA, let's go. I was just about to say that, you know, I'll put big money on it. He plays rugby if he's in the gym yelling. 100%. What is it about the stigma around it? Rugby boys just. And mate, stash. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm 
talking about myself now, just wearing stash in gym. Oh, you still um, love like kit day though. Oh my do god. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But like, no, do you know what the best part is? What I've noticed is no one will wear stash for the team they're currently at. Do you know what I mean? No, they'll wear it for the team that they used to play at when they're like, oh, mate. <laughs> that has like a sick first team, but they were on like the academy team, but oh, it doesn't say academy on it. Don't get me started. There was one, <laughs> mate, there was one guy, like, I remember like we went to, uh, uh, went to an open day at university. And I remember I was sat there with my mate. He was play, he's played like, he was playing Harlequins at the time. He did his Harlequins gear. And it was cool. That was the first time we met. I was like, oh, cool. You play Harlequins. That's cool. And he got like this geezer. He played like London Irish or whatever. Like, he did not play London Irish. He paid like, he paid like whatever London Irish's amateur team that you can turn up to is whatever that team was, and I just think like why are you like why are you wearing yourself, it's like yeah. like do you know what I mean it's like or you get guys that played Bath Academy two years ago and they're wearing their Bath kit. yeah but I guess it's like I guess it's like when you're that age you kind of just want to turn up and feel like the part and all that yeah. I assume you know? but I'd I'd argue against that just a bit like if if you're wearing that stuff and just carrying it on because <clears throat> you're going to a rugby training or oh are you talking about like just open day stuff I'm saying like if they come to just in general when they're I'm, wearing it to the gym all the yeah, time yeah yeah if they're going like to that, the gym yeah. and they've got some like their old kit and they're like you know what I'll just wear this as long as they're doing that calm and not trying yeah. to be like you know like trying to right. talk oh, cocky because they got this, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean yeah. I guess that's calm and that, to be fair love stash if it's a good kit as well you yeah, know you yeah, get, yeah. they can wear it but if they're like walking around and trying to tell you stories about what you know, when they swung this absolute amazing pass, an absolute seed, and, oh, yeah, you know, they won. Oh, yeah, I used to play for Bath, bro. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So if they're doing that yeah. stuff, then it's long. Dude, what happened, bro? Like, why are you... Why are you why <laughs> That's the best question. I always now, wait for like, that question. You know? Be like, oh, so what happened then? And then they're just like, oh, well, uh, and then they actually... They got like, injured. Oh, yeah, injured. Yeah. 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 Knee. Blew the knee. <laughs> that was too good, mate. Too good for Bath. Yeah, just me and the coaches didn't really agree on how the team was being run at that time. You know, there's always that like, crazy story. <laughs> yeah. A 16-year-old not agreeing with other coaches. What I did basically was like, I cancelled my contract because there's a bigger thing around the corner, but then that just never came around. So then I just was like, clubless, basically. Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Bro? Just like, so you got a sack. Now <laughs> yeah, you're you doing it, bro. Relax. I'm not trying to... Yeah, chill out, bro. When you're not even trying to compete with them. Yeah. And they're just competing with themselves at this point. It, yeah, yeah. Or, or just the reality is they were just going out like five times a week at university. Mate. And they were like, yeah. Yeah, there was one guy I used to go uni with. Yeah, this was like when I used to go Hartbury. Oh yeah, and there was one guy there, mate. He was sick at rugby, like proper sick at rugby. He's actually playing at like, quite a high level now, mate. This guy used to drink, like I could not believe yeah. how much this guy used to drink. I could, I could not believe this guy was standing and playing first team rugby. Yeah, at Bucks, like Bucks level Hartbury. rugby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and then there's another guy I met, at, um, who's actually one of my good friends now, Dave. <laughs> big shout out. Um, Dave used to play like. GB England and then he had to stop because of like uh, injury or some surgery he had to yeah. because of an injury didn't agree but with the coach this guy 6'10 drink like yeah didn't agree with the coach <laughs> this guy 6'10 sick baller could drink more than anyone I've ever seen in my life I'm like Dave how are you still standing yeah like you always get those people but they could still perform mm. but that's imagine like, how really they could be but that's crazy because you see here's some people actually prefer doing that do you know what I mean like they can still turn up and then they try to take that away. It's like a routine almost because they've done it so long that you, you try to take that away and then they're just like, they come up the next day. And Do you remember that story about the, uh, the KFC with the Islanders when they tried to get them on like a strict diet and they're like, it was like Samoans or something. Yeah, like, yeah. I can't remember. I don't want to get it wrong. Yeah. Um, but like it was one of those, one of those specific islands yeah. and they were like, they, they were like loved off their cat. I think it was like Nicky Little talking about it. Um, the guy that used to coach down at Canterbury and he, and he was saying, oh yeah, he used to love like, um, going down like grabbing their KFC like whatever and then they said no we've got to eat like chicken, rice, veg stuff like that 
He said all the players were super moody. Then they whacked them back on the KFC diet and they were just like started, their performance just went through the absolute roof. They were just like performing like madmen. That's what I mean. Like, That's hilarious. All the sports science in the world and it can just get flipped off. Like, yeah. It's crazy. I could do with the KFC. Oh, mate, you're telling me. Imagine bro. that. Man's brought, brought up KFC. Oh, oh, we should have brought, we should have brought some in. We're just munching here. Just yeah, like, no, that's a good Tell us, mate. Tell us about yourself. Just get the CMP out. Shameless plug. Shameless Performance, plug. just like yeah, yeah, bits yeah. of like flesh from the skin to dribble down. Just like on your stomach. Yeah, bro. I can't do oh, that. The mini filler burgers from KFC. Yeah. Oh, dude. Don't forget one. Eh? Like one pound fifty nine or something for a little fiery little mini filler burger. Five of those. I've. <laughs> I've. Ne- I don't remember the last time I was at KFC. You're not living life to the fullest, my <laughs> You're not living life to the fullest. You think you are? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do we have one more question? I think there's one more. We just went through one. There's one more question, and then we're going to wrap it up. Oh, <clears throat> the one to the end. Yeah. Going to the gym in going to the gym in socks and slides. Oh uh, no! Around in socks in the gym. Uh, well, socks in like, the gym. Are you going to hit a deadlift immediately? Have you taken your shoes off to do that? <laughs> how far is it to? How far how is too far, far? Is it to your platform? Yeah, like, yeah, that's my question. Are you walking to the urinal barefoot? Like, like that's what I want to know. Like these questions. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, we get that. We get slopping as you walk up to the deadlift. <laughs> we get that all the time in base as well when we were working there because people ready to go, <laughs> just slippery feet. Uh, no, I don't get people that wear sliders in the gym. I think it's almost like a. I think they see their favorite. It's like when you see guys pull down their tractor bottoms in the gym and start flexing. You ever seen those bodybuilders that do that? Like in the yeah. middle of like a fully packed out gym. And yeah. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I think it's like, a, it's almost like a, a, a kind of like a cool thing to do. Yeah. Like, yeah. I slide to the gym. Like I look cool. Yeah. It's yeah. so counterproductive. I'll wear it to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but then, like, but then I'll wear regular gym shoes. Yeah. Imagine trying to set up for like a, I don't know, like you're hitting like a really heavy bench. Trying to get some grip on them Nike sliders. Like, <laughs> your feet just go like this straight yeah, through. Straight your through. Toes you are just dangling. You bust open your slider. Like, <laughs> bench press. Well, then it, <laughs> it matches your just toes out, nips out. <laughs> <laughs> straight nips out, stringer on, socks on, Birkenstocks. <laughs> you're Short ready face. to go. Bench. Oh my Short up, ready to hit a max on your bicep, girl. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard, have you heard talking to a bunch uh, the guy who benched his body weight 600 times in one set. Have you heard of this? This was he weighed like a kilo or something. Like. <laughs> it was, okay, it wasn't that much, but still, it was 60-something kilos. It took him 50 minutes. Look it up after. Was he just resting at the bottom, though? No, 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 he didn't rest at the bottom. It was one set. He only rested up here. 600 times. And he did it 600 His times. His program's got crazy volume in it. Mate, <laughs> David Goggins must not hear it because he's going to be screaming. Imagine screaming. Yeah, yeah. He's going to carry the boat. Yeah. David Goggins starting that right now. Mate, he's just heard it. He's just like trying to. Hey, no, no, no. 600, he's 600 times. Sense. And he also did, I think it was like 40 kilos, which is just over 50% of his body weight. I think it was a thousand times. I want to know how this guy actually did. Did you watch the video? Uh, it's like very sped up. But yeah, it was like, it was one. But two, I can't even do that with the bar. Wait, no, what? Yeah. 600 times took him 50 minutes, 52 minutes. Or something. I got that plank for eight hours. Yeah, that's just silly. What a waste of eight hours. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, just I mean, I'm sitting through a straw. Like, like, just getting bored, man. <laughs> what are you going to do? Oh, that's a joke, sir. No, I'm eight hours. That's not. What would you do? Plank, eh? You have to have some serious mental toughness. For that. You can't you, talk you to have anyone to. as well. It's like, at least with like long distance running. Like, that's kind of fun. Like, you change your scenery. Like, you're looking yeah. at a wooden floor or like mm. a gym floor for. Eight hours. Mm. 
At what point, at what point is it too late to stop? Like if your goal is eight hours, at what point is it like, I can't stop now because I'm already four hours in. Like it would just be a waste. Yeah, like how much do you want to be the, beat the world record? Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like if you're, an, if you're, train if you're 30 minutes in, you could still be like, nah, I don't have it. Like how, you must train for that. Like how many times how you hit seven you? hours in order <laughs> to be able to hit that eight hours? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just some crazy plank volume. <laughs> like crazy plank volume. <laughs> He's just at his desk. He doesn't have a standing desk. He just has like a massive desk. He just planks on it. It's not even like, like that. something you can speed up. You'd have to plank. But like, it's like you, you can't I mean? train for you an ultra marathon. You'd be like, yeah, I've just been doing four milers. Yeah. I mean, like you, yeah. can't do you have to get bounce. some mile, like long mileage <laughs> yeah. at some point. At least you know? some. Like marathon runners won't run many marathons before the actual race. But, but like eight hours, like you at least have to do a couple four hours. Like, I wonder if at some point it's like, is four hours really different than five hours? Or is after like three hours, it's just the same? I don't know, man. Is is you just go numb? Is a half marathon that different from a marathon? I think so. I don't, I've I'm never done either. That. Yeah, yeah, Are bro, you ever gonna do marathon? I already don't want. Oh, yeah. why do I ask? I see this guy put up his Strava all the time. Well, would you ever do? Because if you didn't push, you do you didn't do I think it would be fun. I would only do it if it was for some reason. You know Can what you I mean? Can you trust to do a marathon? Can we all do a marathon? Let's do a marathon together. That'd be fun. Yeah, not, that'd be not, fun. If we actually though. get accepted, it's like notoriously hard to get onto a marathon. Yeah, it's true. Oh, especially yeah. with COVID. Do you know what I mean? We can do one like in. In, yeah, the real sports science right, fine. the marathon. What are you talking? We'll about? start it, and then in yeah. ten years it'll be huge. London Marathon will be like, Ugh, we'll numbers are it, down. We'll make it a charity, and then we'll just that would be cool. With that money. The only, the only, uh, the only like thing that you have to do is you have to lat spread the entire run. <laughs> Mate, imagine that. All right, I'll lat spread. You go in Birkins, yeah. and then you just got a string of vest on the side. Mate. Oh, bro! Like, if we've got to run the marathon in Birkins now, you have to do the marathon in Birkins. No, only you. Only you. Facts. <laughs> Big Birkins, stringer top on, in socks, <laughs> bucket hat. Let's socks and Birks. Bucket hat. Bucket hat and Birkins. Mate, we should, uh, all jokes aside, yeah. It'd be, it'd be fun to do something, figure out some way that we could like market it, have, do it for some reason yeah. and not just like. For funsies. Not just, I know, but have something like if it's for, for charity. Yeah, yeah, if it's yeah, for yeah, okay, charity or something like that is what I meant. Yeah, 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 okay. Right, you do the charity part. I'll buy the bucket hats and no Birkins. <laughs> um, Oh, your brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome, yeah, mate. It, massive thank you. Yes, for no, coming on. It was. Oh, mate, we got to do this again. It was just. It was so much fun just to be able to absolutely go, laugh, learn so much, hear about the struggles, hear about how you've come from it. And I mean, I've known you what four years ago. Haven't seen you in that time. Such a big time. Mm. And yeah, just what a what a growth from seeing that Instagram first pop up mm. of your PT, you know, Insta and just seeing what it is now is just massive. The things that I've learned from it. Mate, when I was, what, finishing at Worcester, I would still use your page for info. Like, it's just the things you're spreading on there at London Elite Trainer. Shameless plug. Mate, easy. <laughs> at London, at London Elite, Elite Trainer. Um, on Instagram. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll post it on our socials yeah. as well. Yeah. And, yeah. and we probably won't be able to do it today. Maybe not. But if, if it's not today, we're definitely going to come down. You'll put us through the paces of MMA. 100%. Let's book a proper session. We'll like yeah. Just proper. break us. That'd be fun. Um, but yeah, no, I really, really appreciate you coming down. Um, yeah, no, massive. I, I mean, I learned a lot. I can't wait to listen to this back. And yeah, we'll definitely hang out again sometime soon. Wicked, man. Thank you for having awesome. me down, man. I really appreciate it. It's been no, fun. It's been, anything it's else been you want to awesome. promote or? No, no, mate. Like, look, you know, if... Um, Want to follow me on Instagram? Check out some of the posts. Nice. I'll be dropping an ebook for free soon as well. So like a training ebook, recipe cookbook. If you want to get started on your journey, yeah, just training. Um, because you yeah. just started another page, right? Like more nutrition, page. more performance focused. Yeah, right. yeah. So I'm going to be dropping that. That's that's London Elite Performance, right? 
Right. Although uh, I might change around that name. Change yeah. it to Jake's Farm. Um, um, yeah, yeah. I'll be dropping more info on that as well. Yeah. Nice. There you go. So next time you'll see us three is probably an MMA video and then a little cooking after, like a hard cut from us just sweating, me blood everywhere, just getting shit. feet. Ambulance and pulling up. And it's just going to cut to just you and chef and up, chef. <laughs> toes out, just <laughs> one shot. All you're seeing is toes out, <laughs> stringer on, cooking a stir fry. Mate, just be like- Got the chalk on hand still for the knife. And then there's just a low shot, just my feet as well as we're moving along. There you go. Easy stuff. Great uh, everyone. Yeah, we are the Real Sports Science Podcast. We're out.